2,163 people, it was discovered that 58% of men struggle with fear in their daily life. This article went on to say that one of the fastest growing phobias or a specific debilitating fear is called androphobia, which is the inability to process fear properly. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Act Like Men men's leadership podcast this podcast is designed to be a resource to pastors and men's ministry leaders as they build out an engaging ministry with their men every man deserves an opportunity to become an authentic biblically based man of god this podcast is sponsored by men's ministry catalyst a ministry in its 41st year designed to help churches as they build out an engaging ministry with their men. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Wendell Morton. I am the Executive Director of Men's Ministry Catalyst. So good to have you here today. And as always, my co-host, Dale Udy, has joined me. Dale, welcome. Great to be with you, Wendell. You know, Wendell, today in our podcast today, there's not a man on the planet who's not been overwhelmed by fear at some point. And I think here's the key part of that struggle. As a man... Am I really supposed to experience fear? <laughs> Great I mean, look at the John Waynes or, or the, the 007, the 007 spies of the world, the Spider-Man, uh, Iron Man, you name it. Isn't that what a real man looks like? That's the pattern that's been given for men. That is the expectation, isn't it? But it, is it real is the question. And is that how we really live? In a recent study, uh, Psychology Today, says society wants to simplify the emotions we all have. He goes on to say that men have four main emotions. They're glad, they're sad, they're mad, or they're scared. Hmm. Furthermore, it seems as though the only emotion that's acceptable for men to express is anger, not even our topic today. There's social prohibitions against men expressing emotions other than anger, and there seems to be social reinforcement for being angry. For example, we think of men who are angry as powerful or more masculine. Moreover, we view men who express sadness or fear as weak and less masculine. It's a Psychology Today article in 2018. Hmm. He goes on to say, a different author goes on to say, countless men deal with their vulnerability by transferring vulnerable feelings to feelings of anger. Anger then serves to prove that they are not, in fact, weak, which is vulnerable, which is fear or sadness. They're under enough pressure uh, as it is. So we're going to talk today about what the Bible says, specifically about the topic of fear, how we should approach it. We know we all have it. So uh, how, how is it we want to deal with it? You know, Wendell, the, here's two other fear-based syndromes that are being discussed in our world today. The first is imposter syndrome. You know, it was in the 70s and, and when this phrase was first coined, and this can be based on insecurity or incompetence or what you really are in or when you're really in over your head. 
Wow. You live in the cloud called the imposter syndrome of being found out that you are, in fact, a fraud, meaning that you are not who you say you are. The second is nomophobia. Tim Elmore, the founder of Growing Leaders, a nonprofit dedicated to helping the next generation of leaders, built a strong foundation. A John Maxwell protege for many years, and John is on his board, he defines this sphere as no mobile phone phobia. <laughs> I love it. 58% so of men and 47% of women suffer from this phobia. Now, many, oh. many now shower with their phones. That's that's an incredible thing. Oh, many wow. would rather give up a pinky finger than give up their phone. Wow. And growing numbers would rather tweet or text rather than have a conversation with a person. You know, there's so wow. much uncertainty in our world today. Wow. That fear abounds in abundance. But Mm. the response to this topic really, really can change our trajectory. For instance, a faith response, we keep moving forward, but a fear response and we begin to withdraw from others. We doubt ourselves and begin living defensively. Mm. So what do you think of this? What What are we truly afraid of when it all comes down to it? Yeah, yeah. That's a great question. I mean, this is not spiritual in any way, but I'm afraid of snakes. <laughs> I'm afraid of heights. If I get out too close to the edge, my old heart does weird things. What about you? Do you have any fears that are? Well, snakes would probably be among them. I've had dreams in my life about having alligators on the floor in my bedroom. So, yeah, you know, when, you, when you're not exposed to things in life, you develop yep. those fears. Or yep. when fear is modeled for you by other people, you take those yep. same fears on. Yep. That's where we get yep. trapped. Wow. That is, that's a fact. That's right. <laughs> well, you know, what is fear and what is the basis for, you know, Webster indicates it is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous. It's that's likely to cause pain or really be a threat to us. So a man, a man is a prey to fear. If, if that's the case, you feel like you're vulnerable. A small business owner, for instance, might say, I'm afraid I will lose my business. A parent may say, I'm afraid my kids will not make good decisions. Husbands may say, I am afraid I'm losing my marriage. Even employees may say, I'm I'm afraid I'm going to lose my job. And all of these Mm -hmm. seem fairly common questions or concerns expressed, but we're going to, I think we need to spend a little time. I think we need to explore a few of these often. So let's, let's begin with questions that often get asked in relation to fear. Men specifically often ask, is fear normal. As a man, am I supposed to experience fear? What do you think, Wendell? Well, that's kind of what we talked about in the very opening. You know, as a man, we have this macho John Wayne, Iron Man, I got this mentality. And when when fear, which is a normal emotion, comes in, we feel like we're less of a man. We're not as spiritual or something that is um, uh, weighing us down as a result. Oh, that's so, very, yeah, that's, that's fear really is spot normal. on. I think that's yeah. that's true. You, you know, and, and you have to have, ask the question, is fear more prevalent with some men than others? You know, is it is it or could it be personality driven? Mm. Well, I think there's some truth in that. I think there's some men who are 
more alpha in nature. And, you know, Vince Lombardi always said, you know, I don't get ulcers, I give them. So <laughs> it's that kind of a mentality of, yeah. uh, you know, charge the hill and, and uh, you know, forget whatever else I might be feeling. So I, I and I, there are others who are, are more uh, reflective in nature, and I think they may have a, a, an opportunity for fear to, to permeate if they're not careful. You know, certainly life experiences are going to play yep. into that too. Yep. They have a Absolutely. they have a bearing on our tendency towards fear. For instance, if you've ever been in an accident, uh, yep. the things that possibly contributed yep. or caused that accident may become fears that you will carry with you for the rest of your life. That's exactly right. I mean, again, if you've been in a bad relationship, if you've had a child go awry, if if you've had some addiction issues, I mean, all of those things put us in a position of fear. Here, here's what they say. This is a silly illustration, but it's true. They say if you put a cat on a hot stove, he'll never get on that hot stove again or any other stove. Uh, so, I mean, they'll perceive every stove as being hot. I, they perceive every stove as being hot. Every circumstance you look at, you look at through the lens of a previous circumstance. And if it created some negative impact on your life, the chance of fear to step up in the way and try to control you absolutely occurs. Boy, that's a key point. You know, we have to also acknowledge the fact that peer, fear can be healthy. We know yep. it can be. It is at least yep. it's important to have a healthy fear of many things. But here's the problem. If that fear comes in and starts dominating our behavior yep. or even yep. worse, yep. paralyzes us, it can shut us down. It'll keep us from doing the things that we know we need to do. Yep. Yep. A healthy is the correct way to say that. I mean, even the Bible says we're to fear the Lord, not necessarily be afraid of him and be overpowered by a fear of the Lord, but a healthy respect. Yeah. And honoring. Uh, an, an approach of obedience, all those things are, are really critical. Well, let's look at a few of the um, biblical models. Let's yeah. jump in. A, a, just a, again, we don't have a ton of time. So let's jump into maybe two or three. Uh, Moses is one of my heroes. You know, Moses, for, you know, fear of those who are going to persecute you. Yeah, he went yeah. and he hid out for 40 years. And then Moses wow. gave numerous excuses and, and ultimately, God said to him, I will be with you. And Moses obeyed God, and he listened to God, and he went, and God was with him. But he needed that reassurance. In yeah. his fears, God said, yeah. I got this. You have to wonder. And he was afraid. He hid out for 40 years. But you have to wonder, in that life experience of those 40 years, there a lot of great things happened. He met a, a tremendous man who became his father-in-law. He got married. Um, all those things, he, he tended uh, the flocks. He did a lot of great things. You have to wonder how those life experiences, even though he was hiding, um, impacted his life and gave him then the courage to move forward and become obedient as he saw that bush and said, yep, I better I better go. It's time to go. Wendell, what do you think about David? David was known as this really this warrior king, yep. if you will. But yep. what about the fear yep. that he expressed? Yeah. I mean, he, he hid out for 13 years, not 40, but 13 with a few of his, quote, brave men. I'm using air quotes because nobody can see us, but <laughs> his brave men. And they hid from from uh, from the king, King Saul. Um, and this is after he killed the lion and the bear and, and was anointed king and all these great things. So, yeah, I, I reflect immediately and think, 
you know, great things have happened in my life. And yet something comes along and it can knock me off my game and I can do like David and go hide for 13 years. Mm. And sometimes it's literally 13. Sometimes it's a week. Sometimes it's a day. Sometimes it's half, whatever it happens to be, but it, it can be overwhelming if we're not careful. You know, and the disciples, of course, we sometimes think we would probably respond a little bit better than the disciples to some of Jesus' <laughs> teaching. But you know, in, in Matthew 8, the disciples and Jesus are in a boat and a storm comes up and Jesus said, you have little faith. And he got up and he rebuked the wind and the rain and it calmed down immediately. You know, the, the point of that story was that, the you know, the, the disciples noticed even the wind and the waves obey this okay. guy. Yeah. But the point is in their human mind, they thought that their life possibly could be in peril yep. there on the yep. Sea of Galilee. Yep, they really did. They absolutely did. So in each of these cases, Dale, we see a couple of things. We see a pattern where where people have fear. I mean, and, and acknowledge it. I'm, I'm scared. I might be scared to death. Yeah. Levels of fear, right? But in each case, they, at the end of the day, would take God at his word, and then they would act on it. Mm, good yeah. pastor friend of mine, Pastor Alvin Simpkins says, the miracle is in the movement. Ah. That good? Yeah. The step of faith that allows the miracle, meaning you're able to do obediently what you know you need to be doing in spite of how you may be feeling. Yep. That's a big one. How do we get to this place? I mean, that that's a that that's the million dollar question, as I say. Well, I think that's the key. But like, what do you what do you think we can leave guys with as we close out this podcast? What's what's the key parts of this in dealing with fear? Well, I I love the verse that sometimes makes me feel guilty, but is always true. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Mm. I think first thing to recognize is that fear is not from God. There are healthy fears to keep us out of trouble, within the bounds, focused on the right things. But the overwhelming fear that dominates, that causes the disciples to, to be afraid in the boat when Jesus is right there physically, yeah. causes David to hide for 13 years, Moses for 40 years. That kind of fear can be overcome and dealt with. Now, if it's a psychological issue, you've got to get Christian counseling. You've got to get help. Yep. You may need medication. There are things that are outside of just the normal fear and walking through the process that we that we go through. Good point. But I think it's I think it's critical. You know, um, in, in, when I when I think of those words from the Apostle Paul to Timothy again, from this old yeah. guy who's been through it all, he has yep. been threatened. He has had to have experienced fear in his own life, and he says to this young punk pastor Timothy. He yeah, says, you yeah. know, God has not given us the spirit of fear. You had to think those words came as just a big encouragement to a young, young pastor, Timothy. Exactly right. So just a couple of things as we, as we wrap this one up. First, the antidote to fear is not the avoidance of fear. Yeah. You're not going to get away from fear. You, right. Dale, you and I have fear. We're not going to get away. There are things we're afraid of. It's not yeah. going to happen. So we, but we can't avoid it. Courage is not the absence of fear. It's taking the steps of faith in spite of our fear. So I think yeah. that's really, really critical. If we go back to the second Timothy verse, he talks about a sound mind, uh, right? Thinking. And, and that's a biblical 
thinking. I mean, there's so many paradigms in our world today that, you know, tr- truth is my truth kind of thing, mm. which is not true. There's <laughs> only one truth. It's a biblical truth. So I need the right thinking about this. And my question is, as I'm facing a fear, what does a faith response look like? Uh, I know what my fear response is, yep. but what does a faith response look like? Mm. And again, I may need the counsel of godly men. I may need somebody coming along with me when I take my step of courage, when I take my faith step in spite of the fear. Uh, but what sound mind, the right thinking. Mm. And I think love for others is another good one. Huge. Uh, we, we've the unconditional love that God has for us to transform us. So how is he calling me to have a love for others that will cause me to move forward in spite of fear? Mm. Love for others, my children, my spouse, workers, co-workers, et cetera. How does that happen? Uh, Who is God calling me to love? Really critical. And then, Dale, what about the last one here? The power of God. Prayed up, read up, focused up. Any thoughts on that? You know, the bottom line is, is that I think you, while you will never know when you will fear something, yep. when you will yep. feel that sense of fear overwhelming, but I think the key is being prayed up and, and worded up in God's word, rooted in God's yep. word, so yep. that when yep. it does come, again, your your response is not one of fear, it's one of faith. It's one of trusting God, right. knowing ultimately that God's got this, and boy, I'll tell you, you know, it's just like anything else in life, the more you are prepared up and prayed up, the better life will be. Mm. Well, that's that's exactly right. Now, I, I think, Dale, you and I need to be real clear and honest here. It doesn't mean that every outcome that we're afraid of is ultimately positive. It, it, mean, it doesn't mean that we're going to get more money, be better looking, have a better wife. <laughs> Kids are going to act the way they, they need to act that we desire. It doesn't mean any of that. I mean, if you look at the second half of Hebrews 11, there was a very faithful, no doubt fear-filled people end up losing their life as a yeah. result of, of what, what God was calling them to specifically. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't want to have put better roses on it here that if you, you follow the formula and, and do all these things, take a, a, a miracles in the motion kind of thing, the step of faith, then it's just going to work out great. Your marriage yeah. may fail. Your yeah. kids may not come to faith in Christ. You may lose your job. There may be things that happen, but we can still move forward and not be paralyzed. This is not heaven we're in. This is earth. And that's yeah. the big thing to understand. It's not all going to be peaches and roses every single time. Yeah. But the faith response gives us the courage to move forward and accomplish the mission that God has called us to do. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen. Let me just say that uh, a lot of this content was taken from a little booklet called Fear. that is on the Men's Ministry Catalyst website. Written by Dr. Jim Grassi. I want to give him credit for that and thank him for the all the ministry materials he has provided. And Dale, thank you for your leadership with this podcast and many, many more to come. Humbling honor to participate in what we do uh, through this podcast. Um, I also want to remind everybody that our episodes are launched on the first and third Thursdays of every month. Not yet subscribed, please jump on the website and do so. And please rate us like us and pass it on to others to uh, allow others to experience what you're experiencing with this process. Again, thank you for joining us today. 
You are the reason we exist. We do all of this because every man deserves an opportunity to become an authentic, biblically-based man of God. Stand firm in the faith. Be watchful. Stand firm.